there, mama friend. Welcome back to the Mama Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Cothran. And today I wanted to talk to you about something that took me a long, long time to embrace. Um, Today's subject is actually naps. I know it's crazy, right? Napping. Here we are talking about mindset and effort and work and getting up and doing all of this stuff. And today I wanted to just slow that down a little bit and talk about rest, rejuvenation, and naps. So I think I've mentioned before I had read The Power of Ritual by Casper Turkile. If you haven't read that book, it's really, really great, especially for some of those of us who aren't sure about our spiritual beliefs and our religious beliefs. It really gives you the grace to embrace rituals as your spirituality It really made me feel a lot better about some of the things that we do as a family and that we still have our spirituality within our family dynamic and that it's unique to us and that that's completely okay. In his book, Casper talks about the fact that stopping means failing at something because to stop makes no sense amid the rules of competition and the culture of progress. Um, Trisha Hersey, the creator of the NAP ministry, he quotes in his book, describes rest as a form of resistance because it pushes back against capitalism. He says her work counters the narrative that we are all not doing enough and should be doing more. To stop work forces us to play by a different set of rules. Our inner perfectionist must die just a little every time, and the death can be painful, humiliating even. So it's the process of saying no and ultimately coming into ourselves, this napping, this resting, this taking a step back. It's something that I have always struggled with, and I've recently, in the actually in the last several years, in the last couple of years, I've fully embraced the nap. (laughs) And that's thanks to my husband. Um, He grew up uh, with naps on Sundays and really embracing this idea of a day of rest. And I did not. So when we were first engaged and married, I was always pushing for that next thing, that Next project, we need to go, 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 and do, 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 and always have progress and always continue to move forward. And sitting down and stopping and resting was like absolutely not a thing that I did, not a thing that my family did. Um, We were always striving to be productive. And he gave me that grace to let go of all of those expectations that I had for us over time, I was really able to enjoy this idea of rest and this idea of naps. And rest doesn't always mean naps. Let's just clarify. But I will talk about naps because I love them. (laughs) So it released this lifelong pressure for me that was put forth from my childhood and just how my family dynamic is. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I just don't feel like it serves us now. I've always felt like I was never doing enough and never being enough and that I wasn't productive enough. And we always had to continue to push forward. 
and even as a kid, you know, I remember getting in trouble for sitting down at home and I loved to read and I still love to read, but sitting down to read during the day was like a big no-no. It was not allowed, especially on the weekends because we went to school and my parents both worked. And so our weekends were all about productivity as a family and getting as much done in that 48 hours as we possibly could. And, you know, we only had these two days and that is exactly the lifestyle that I don't want for my family. You know, I want that two days that we get with Brad, with dad being home to also be balanced out with joy and downtime and contentment. Yeah, we're productive on the weekends because we have to have him help with help us with a couple of things that I can't do during the week. But at the same time, we allow and open up for downtime and rest time and togetherness. Because my parents both worked and because we were brought up that way, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not saying there was anything wrong with that and how my upbringing was. It was what we had to do or what they felt we had to do at the time to be productive and create space inside and outside for us to live. But it took me a long time to release that and it took actual arguments. Okay, I'm totally transparent here. We would have arguments, Brad and I, I would get incredibly upset with him when he would want to sit down and rest and nap or he would sit down and do something because I'm like, you're only home for two days. I need you to do this, 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 and this. I need all of this done all at once in two days. I mean, we would have lists on the fridge and I would have lists, lists for him when he came home and I would have his weekends entirely planned out for him come Friday night. And that's not fair. That is so not fair for me to dictate his life for him. And I think that this happens a lot. I know that this happens a lot because we're home all the time. So we see all of these things that need done and they really start to pile up. So when you're home and you're staring at all of these projects that need to be finished or things that you want to change or improve upon or update, Then they come home and you're like, oh, yay, my spouse is home. My other helping hand is home. My husband's home. And we can plow through a bunch of this stuff and I can put him to work. I had to stop that. I had to stop doing that. I had to embrace this rest. And it doesn't happen every weekend, you guys. It really doesn't. But we really try and make time for it, especially on the weekends that we are home. We try and really have one solid day of, you know, pretty consistent productivity. And then we have a day of doing something fun or, you know, we just kind of mix it up. We don't have a set plan. I don't have a set plan every single weekend for what the weekend is going to look like. But we do talk about it like, okay, on Sunday, we really want to go for a bike ride, but everybody really needs a little bit of time to rest too. So what's that going to look like? And we kind of schedule that all in. And if we can't fit it all in, you know, our togetherness is going for a bike ride. Maybe we don't take a nap that day. Maybe it is just a bike ride as a family and a simple meal that night and then going to bed early. Maybe that's our rest time and our downtime. But I did want to talk about even naps for moms at home. Um, And this is going to dive into some stereotypes of stay-at-home moms, you guys, because I think a lot of people think, oh, as a stay-at-home mom, yeah, you get to nap, you get to rest. And, and that is entirely fucking right. You know what? 
we do get to nap if we absolutely need it because we don't get a sick day. We don't get a weekend. We don't get a time off. And that's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but we are on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if it's a Tuesday and your baby was up, your newborn was up all night, then yes, you should take a rest. And that's not because you deserve it. And that's not because you're entitled to it. But that's because it's the healthy, smart thing to do. If your baby goes down and your toddler is napping, then take a rest. According to Sleep Foundation, there are several different types of naps. So I just wanted to mention those a little bit because it's super interesting information. There are five different types of naps according to the Sleep Foundation website. There is the recovery nap, the prophylactic nap, the appetitive nap, the fulfillment nap, and the essential nap. So starting with the first one, the recovery nap. Now, this is the nap that you take if you're up late the night before. So for us, that would be we're up with sick kids, we have a newborn, and the next day you take a recovery nap. A prophylactic nap is a preparation for sleep loss. So this would be perfect for moms with newborns or moms that know that they have sick kids and they're going to be up late again. This prophylactic nap prepares you for the sleep loss that's going to come ahead. It helps you in the middle of the night be a little more alert when you need to do the things that you need to do. They also kind of talk about it as far as, you know, people that are on shift work and things like that. But for us, we're just talking about our lives as stay-at-home moms. An appetite of nap is for your enjoyment, for relaxing and improved mood and increased energy. A fulfillment nap is scheduled naps, and that's mostly for infants and toddlers. And then the essential nap is for when you're sick and you need that extended period of sleep. For me today, I wanted to just talk a little bit more about the appetite of nap, which is the enjoyment, the relaxing, and increased mood and energy type nap. Those are the naps that we really like to take now that the kids are a little bit older on the weekends. Part of napping is really trying to understand what your intentions for napping are, which is why I gave you the five different types of naps. You need to decide, what is my intention for napping? What is my intention for this rest time? And then break it down. Now for us, especially on those quiet days, whether that's a Saturday or a Sunday, um, it's for quietness. It's for a calm house. It's for quieting our minds as a family. And it's us lowering our expectations. It's basically a reset. And it's our family doing that together. It's We approach it as almost more of a ritual. Um, and it's a reset. It's a calming. It's a quietness. And we wake up. We wake up rested and rejuvenated and ready to start whatever it is that we're going to start, whether that's that coming Monday or whether that's, you know, the rest of our day moving forward. But typically, typically we don't really have any expectations following 
a nap. We just end up being. We end up being ourselves, doing what our family does, whatever that may be. So there are some issues. You're probably saying, oh my gosh, Amy, if I take a nap, I'm not going to fucking fall asleep tonight. (laughs) So maybe a nap isn't for everyone. And if you find that your kids are not falling asleep at night, um, I encourage you to set an alarm. Okay, this this rest and rejuvenating nap shouldn't be a two-hour nap, even though those do feel so yummy and so delicious, and we do take those as a family sometimes, knowing that the kids are probably going to be up a little bit later. But because we're home, that's okay. Because I'm home with them, that's okay, because they'll sleep in a little bit in the next day usually. So you just have to base this on each of your own family, okay, and your family members. So if the kids aren't falling asleep and you still want them to go to bed at night, set an alarm. We have different phases in our sleep cycle. And if you set an alarm for about 20 minutes, you're not going to fall into that really, really deep sleep where you wake up and then you're groggy and it takes you an hour to wake up. If you set an alarm for 20 minutes, it's going to be just about the right amount of time for everybody to just feel rested and rejuvenated and ready for the day. And If you are the adult that cannot nap, even if it's for 10 or 20 minutes during the day because it really interferes with your nighttime sleep and falling asleep, some people have insomnia, I encourage you to just meditate. The family that wants to nap can nap and have quiet time. They rest and you just take that time to meditate. That's not being on your phone. That's really not even reading not putting anything else into your body. It is shutting your mind down, relaxing your body, quieting your brain, and just meditating. Even if you can't fall asleep, if you want to just lay down, just lay down. 10 to 20 minutes, just lay down and rest. And that it really is a sense of meditation also, um, just that resting time and quieting your mind. But please don't pick up your phone. Shut it off put it away, turn it on silent, don't look at it and don't check it. There is, I'm going to go back to that stereotype of moms staying home and, you know, there's that idea that we just nap all the time and, you know, we get to be lazy and things like that. But not that is not the mama mindset way. That is not with my group of women. That is not with my tribe, okay? We are all about productivity, but balancing that with relaxing. This is the mama mindset. All healthy, good, positive things to be our best selves. And I really think that resting is a big part of being our best selves. Adults cannot make up sleep. You cannot catch up on sleep. But adults can sleep ahead, which is where that prophylactic nap comes in. To me, that is the mama mindset shift. That is the shift. That means you are giving yourself grace to nap today with a newborn because you know that you're going to be up again that night. It's just a mindset shift, okay? You're just shifting that and saying, I need to be the best mom that I can be and the best parent that I can be. So I'm going to take a nap today because I know that I'm going to be up late tonight. They always tell you, always, 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 nap when the baby naps, nap when the baby naps. And I know that that is super, super hard, but just do it, just do it one time in your day. Get a good nap in when your infant is napping. If you can, 
with other children around, I know that it's really, really difficult. I'm not naive to that. So I'm just saying if you can, try and prioritize that. Try and shift your life a little bit so that the kids have quiet time or rest time. You don't have to nap in your bed. I'm saying just 10 minutes on the couch even to quiet your mind and rest helps tremendously. I've told my children, mommy needs to shut her eyes for a minute and we get some quiet activities out and just that quiet time on the couch, the kids understand that. They understand that I need that and I quiet my mind 10 to 20 minutes and I wake up and I'm rested and rejuvenated and I am absolutely ready to go. I'm not groggy, I'm not fumbling around, and I'm not grumpy. I am fully prepared for the rest of the day. So at this point, now I've done it enough, and I've done it a few times, and this just happened organically, you guys. This is just me being in tune with my body and knowing what my body needed in that moment. And now the girls will get me a blanket and kind of help me get cozy, and then they just find a quiet activity. They're a little bit older. I know that this doesn't work for everybody with your age groups and different dynamics, so it's not going to look exactly the same for you, but it's possible, okay? It's possible to take these rest times and this, this quiet time. So do the prophylactic nap if you know that you have a newborn and you're going to be up at night. Also, take the recovery nap if you need to. Take that recovery time and that rest so you can be a better mom in that present moment, This is all about being the best you. This is not about being lazy and unproductive. This is actually about increasing your productivity and increasing and improving your mood. This is just a mindset shift. That's all this is. And it's really simple to do. It's all about how you approach the situation. Knowing your children need these fulfillment naps. Knowing that as a family on the weekends, you might need this appetite of nap to rest and rejuvenate and come together. And then there's naps when you are sick and you need that essential nap. Take it. Do that. This looks different for everybody, but I just encourage you to embrace that. If you come from a family like I did of constant and consistent need for movement and productivity, What this ends up doing and what this ends up looking like from my perspective and what I've seen is a whole lot of puttering. And puttering is not efficient. It's not effective ways of productivity. By napping and resting and calming your thoughts and focusing on what it is you need to get done, the essential things that you need to get done, you end up actually being more productive. If you're tired and fatigued, you end up just fumbling around in your day, puttering. And it drives me nuts when all I do is putter. I mean, I have moments, you guys, where I'm like, I have just spent the last hour of my day trying to clean up my kitchen. And all I've done is shifted these papers around and loaded a couple of things in the dishwasher. You have to get down to the most efficient and effective way to get something accomplished. And sometimes that is quieting and calming our minds. Meditation is great for that too. And I highly encourage you doing some meditative practices and embracing that. But for now, embrace the nap. You're not failing at something because you're stopping something. That that doesn't make any sense. You're not failing. You're actually trying to improve and be the best you that you can be. Okay? Like I said in that, 
in the beginning of this podcast what Trisha Hersey said, who's the creator of the NAP ministry, and she just describes rest as a form of resistance. Um, you're, you're setting that expectation that society has on you aside. You are resisting that expectation and you are calming your household down. You're calming yourself down. You're pushing back against that and saying, no, that's not what I need. What I need right now is some downtime. It's some quiet time. It's resting. I don't need to continue to do all of these other things because that doesn't serve me in this time. So we're going to play by a different set of rules. We're going to find that inner perfectionist and push it away and we're going to let that go, okay? We're going to practice saying no, coming into ourselves, calming down all of these expectations and saying, no, this is what we need. Now, again, I'm not saying that you should always let your house go and I'm I am not accepting mediocrity I am not accepting messiness but I am accepting rest time and nap time as a form of being a more productive human being so let me know what naps and rest time look like for you in your house. I've talked to you a little bit about what they look like in mine. Please do not go do not go back to your families with the expectation that your nap time and your rest time is going to look like my family's nap time and rest time. Please approach this as a way um, within your house to embrace the full aspect of your productivity and and really evaluate what your family needs and what your intentions are for your rest time. What does that look like? Don't sell your guys. Don't sell yourself short. I hear a lot of moms say, "Oh, there's no way my kid's gonna nap during the day. There's no way I'm gonna get a nap during the day because they won't let me." Try it. Try it. Even if they can't nap, maybe have them be in their rooms just reading their stories quietly. I really strongly encourage you to evaluate how this can look for me. How can I make this? look in my household for myself and for my family. Do not compare it to mine. Do not compare it to anybody else's. Do some reflection on your individual family, all of the people in your family and what that looks like for you. And then let me know. Let me know how it goes. Let me know how this works for you. This is not going to be something that happens perfectly the first time probably. If it happens perfectly the, perfectly the first time, you're probably going to have some issues the second time. This is not something that you're just going to magically change and it's going to be like this perfect, great, grand, wonderful freaking thing overnight, okay? This is just a lifestyle change. This is a shift in our mindsets moving forward. So it's going to be constantly evolving and constantly changing. Let me know what you do. Let me know what's going to work for you. And as always... Please, please, please share this with another mama friend if you find value in what I'm bringing you. This information and um, my perspective and everything that I'm doing is completely free to you. So pay the fee, share it with another mama friend. If you haven't already gone on and commented um, or left me a review on iTunes, please do so because that really helps me organically get this out to other mamas. So Hop onto iTunes, hop onto my Facebook or Instagram page. I also have the website, amycothran.com. 
that's where all the podcasts can be found and you can also message me on there. And again, please remember that I believe in you. I care about you and I am so proud of you. I am very, very excited to be on this journey with you and I look forward to talking to you again soon.